Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor doing a drive home podcast. It's another one of those podcasts where I've done probably five or six and deleted them all and I'm redoing another one. Why not? Oh yeah, so today was pretty much like the first day of our whole staff kind of being back and getting back into, like I said, the new normal, which is kind of a phrase I'm getting annoyed by now, but I don't really have a better way of describing it other than that but that's where things are at right now and it's kind of interesting watching i i saw that there was this thing on saturday about don't wear your mask america something don't um i don't know it was basically that you know people who were going to take saturday and not wear their masks and not wear you know because of some political reason i guess i didn't know viruses were political but you know there is a reason why darwin's theory is still valid so good luck with that people good luck with that um but i'm not here to talk about that garbage oh wow it's packed in here um i'm here to talk about uh some gaming shit hopefully and um give me a second here guys pizza place i'm at for whatever reason is surprisingly packed Wait over here for a second. Uh, so, I thought I would do a follow up on uh, my last podcast, which is called The Fluff. And, uh, you know, and that was basically a follow up of like Rob C and Jason and um, Che's conversation. It's because uh, it, there's different sorts of it. And I, I think we all have different kind of definitions that come at come out of it and uh and i've heard a few of those and i i get what they're saying and some of it i don't know i i i have an idea about fluff in like uh, a gaming book not just something that i'm writing i i guess like when i was uh talking about it i was probably coming more from my perspective as a writer than i was as a reader in some ways but if you get a third part person or a third party book, uh, whether it's from, uh, actually it could be from, you know, Wizards of the Coast too, because sometimes they had a lot of background stuff to it that's not necessarily relevant at the time. I think Jason was hitting on some of the content that people wear that's not relative to the now, which I get because I like to focus on things that are relative to the players at hand and the adventures at hand and the extraneous information that's out there. If it becomes relevant, then introduce it, but don't do it in the beginning because then it's sort of, it muddies the water. And I, and I think that uh, is part of the editing process though, too. I think a good editor needs to uh, get that kind of content. Well, or, or, you know, this is the stuff that people are calling fluff, but I'm, I'm still going to call it content. Um, that uh, isn't necessary for that, but could be used maybe in a later supplement or a later adventure. Uh, you know, it, it's not throwaway material, I don't think. It's stuff that could be used at another time. I mean, even when you're writing, when I'm writing and I'm editing myself, there's a lot of times where I'll do like, three to four rewrites 
Yeah, I know. You're thinking, how does he do three to four rewrites and it still sounds like crap? I know. That's how bad I am. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, I'll have good stuff in there. I'll have good content in there sometimes, but it ends up being distracting from the point. And I think in a lot of gaming supplements, I do think they fall into that. Am I willing to call it fluff? No. But am I willing to call it um, not relevant at this point in time? Yes. And maybe that's somebody else's definition of it. I don't know. Uh, but it can be it can be used later on. I mean, when you're when you're talking about like the uh, some of the adventures, let's just take. Uh, I'm trying to think of one now. Of course, now I can't think of anything. Oh, the Tomb of Horrors. Let's just take take one. My very first adventure I ever bought. You know, do I need to know Acerac? Acerac, Acerac, Acerac uh, is his background? No, I don't need to know that at all. Don't need to know it. No, I just need to know where the dungeon is, where the loot is, and let's go. And I guess that was something like Chain and Jason were talking about, like the beer and pretzels aspect of it. But for back then, that's that was that was definitely suitable and and whatnot. And really knowing the background of it, the the only thing that might help out is maybe learning how he thought and then figuring out that it was you know where where it might be located or or maybe some hints on some of the traps. But let's face it, even if you know what's going to happen, you're still going to die in that damn dungeon. <laughs> it's just it is one of the just one of those killer dungeons, but it's a blast. Um, if you take slavers of the, what is it, the, I forgot what it's called, uh, the Slave Lords series, the A1, 2, 3, and 4, uh, did you know, did you need to know all the background in that? No, but the nice thing about that is, is Jason was talking about an info dump, and I, and I understand about info dumps, but in a literary sense, info dumps are not good. They're, they're, they're bad, but it's a different medium at the same time. So it's sometimes it's difficult to compare the two. Um, but an infant dump in a story is not good. What you want to do is take that inf information and integrate it into the story. So you still learn the information, but in the flow of the story and the flow of the action that's going on. And that's what happens with the slave pit things. I mean, you kind of get introduced to it. And then you start learning more and more about it until you're in, you know, you're hip deep in it, whether you know it or not. And all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, you know, now we're, now we're here and we're, we're up against them and, and, uh, you know, shit just got real kind of deal. And that's something you learn on the way. It's not something you get introduced to from right from the beginning, at least not that I remember, uh, you know, but, but the way we played it, nobody knew that there was like an over, you know, uh, over, ruling kind of hierarchy or whatever in the in organization kind of deal. So, but, uh, I think they did a really good job on how to introduce the different elements into the adventure with, without doing an info dump. Uh, and, in literary sense, cause there was, there's a few very, very popular, series that you know, that are out there that have info dumps in them in the beginning of each chapter and i guess it works for them i don't particularly like them but i understand why they did it because it's probably not material they could work into the 
the story, yet it was important to the background. Yeah, you know, I get it, but it's still, it's still not one of my favorite things to do, and it kind of turns me off when I do see them, especially when everything's italicized on top of it. I don't know. It's just, I get, it's a little pet peeve of mine, but whatever, you know, you'll get that once in a while for some of these things. Um, but yeah, I, I think that introducing that backstory, that, uh, the information that you need into a story or adventure or, uh, even, even like a background of, of a system or, or not a system, a setting. I, I don't think you should do that. I, I just think it, it overburdens the, the, the character player or the players because the players aren't going to read shit. Half the time you can't even get them to pay attention. Like, come on, let's face it. Even though we talk about gaming a lot and even though we, we say how much we love gaming, when it comes down to it, it's hard to get four people to sit at the goddamn table and pay the fuck attention. And you, all of you are, you're nodding out there. I know I can hear it. I can hear it. Cause it's true. <laughs> and then you try to give them a, you know, a 15 page backstory to your setting. No, they're not going to read that. Here's what I do. And I'm not saying I'm the expert of all the B, but you know, hey, I know what I'm talking about. All right. I do. <laughs> at least for me. Uh, so when I have a new group start or player, I always have them come up with a concept of their character and then we roll up the character and then we, we kind of discuss what he, what he wants to play and what he wants to do. There's the rules, but then there's the setting because the setting doesn't have to go by the rules. And that's where we get into the interesting aspects of the game. Like, uh, when I did my Comor Force last year, earlier this year, Matt Jackson had a halfling that was had a religious slant to it. Well, if you're playing by BX rules, basic rules, halflings can't be clerics. They're halflings. But, you know, let's face it. They, they, they have different aspects of them that could be uh, explored. And that's what we did. Made him the Holy Hobbit, you know, and he was the, he was a, uh, a righteous member of the Great and Biber, and he slung that, uh, that, uh, tankard with power and grace and, and did some really cool things with it. And we just kind of ran with it. But what we did though, before that is I kind of introduced it into a small zine. I know, I know, I'm a zine maker and I'll find any excuse to make a zine. I will not deny that. I even go online and I Google gank as much art that's, that I can fit in there too, just to make it cool and everything and lay it out nice. But I try to give them content that's relative to their character. And the fun thing about doing that kind of thing is it, it can be one character is a halfling coming to Houndshead and the other one could, you know, a halfling from Low Hill, which is my halfling community coming into Houndshead. And then you can have a human who is a member of, I don't know, the Temple of Serath, who's going to Houndshead. And they're going to have two d distinct views coming to Houndshead, and I will write it that their information that way. I will slant or skew their information that would fit their perspective of where they're coming from. So you, So even though they're both experiencing the same thing, they're going to have two different write-ups, two very different write-ups. And the other cool thing, guys, you know what's really fun when you do these little write-ups? Is you don't have to give them all the right information. Ah, 
That's the fun part because they may have some beliefs that just aren't hold true. There's like their superstitions or their, or their rumors or they're just, uh, you know, tall tales from the carried down to scare, you know, their, their grandmothers to scare them into coming in at night and not being jackasses and stuff like that. And then when they get there, they find out that, it's, you know, the grandmother is full of shit. I use this example because it's happened to me in real life. So yeah, I, I, I can, yeah, I can, I can completely relate with that one, but it's fun. And I don't make the zines very long. I try to keep them down to like a, um, anywhere from a four page to maybe an eight page one. And I'm talking about zines and lots of artwork there. But when you're talking about the content, I, I try to do it in different ways too. I deliver the content like in sections so they can maybe read about the gods of, a couple of the gods from the halflings read about some of the people of their village, who they're friends with, who they don't like, maybe some of the superstitions that they have in there. But I try to deliver the content though in different ways. So it's not just like a wall of text or anything. Break it up with pictures. I even break it up with the way I deliver it as in like maybe I'm talking about the village or maybe I'll draw a little map of the village and there'll be like the names of people of who's living where and that. And then there'll be on the next page, there'll be small descriptions of each one with some important information. But that way they're still getting the information delivered to them in a more interesting way than just text. So I do put effort into that, but it does pay dividends in the long, long run. And they, and I've never really ran, ran into anybody who didn't enjoy them. And who didn't read them because everything they've read is pertinent to their character and important to their character. And it comes into play when we're running a game. If I put it in there, if I put it in their little zine packet, you can rest assured I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I mean, I didn't come up with that shit for nothing. I'm going to use that damn stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I think you can do that though on a personal level because I know my, you know, cause I'm running one-on-one -on -one stuff. But I think that like when you're you're publishing stuff for a third party, no, I keep saying third party, when you're publishing p stuff for other people, it's important to deliver that information in, in different ways and in interesting ways and, and use, I mean, with today's, with today's, uh, you know, technology and, um, you know, artists out there, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And it's a lot of fun. So, all right, guys, that's it for me. I'm out. Take care.